Welcome to Bite Size Digital Marketing. Today I have Ian with me. Ian, it's... I was still warming up before we started. No, but it was awesome. You look great. You look great. You looked ready. You look. You're shaking it all, guys. I'm just. I'm getting my pump on here. We we got a good episode coming. We got a good episode a good, coming. Yeah. We're just back from the company trip in Mexico. Uh, it was great. You know, so it was great. Well, let's jump in. We've been talking about productivity, and I know you know. Obviously, we're in marketing, but how productive a dentist is, is a big deal to us and, and how they delegate and how they work with their staff and what they choose to work on. And in their marketing is always this give and take that we're working through. And I, I know that after we did our Asana productivity challenge that Miguel gave us for the year, you started applying this to some of your dentists. I want to jump in. Just tell me what you're doing. Tell me how you're applying it to your dentist. The concept of the Eisenhower matrix as as Eric mentioned, what we touched on is essentially something we all struggle with on a daily basis. What's important? What's not as important? I kind of need to be involved in it. And then what's important, but I should definitely not be involved in it. Because everything we mm -hmm. do in an organization is important because it flows up, similar to a dental practice. The person welcoming the patient at the front door, that is as important to the journey, but that doesn't necessarily need to be the dentist themselves. Or the mm -hmm. person that's picking up the mail for the office does not need to be the dentist themselves. And one thing that we found when we had done this internally was there are so many things that many of us are spending time on that we could be delegating to either focus more on strategy or especially when it comes to allocating resources in a company. Of course, some people earn more than other people. That's how things work, similar to in a dental practice. And there's actually a financial cost to not practicing. Um, this method within your business because if you're spending time on things that you could be delegating that's not fair to the organization if i can put it that way and i started thinking about this and realized well if we look at dental practices very often i find that dentists uh, dentists have this they want to kind of have a finger in everything in mm -hmm. in the in the office which is fine to do you should be proud of company. your business Pro it, probably some part exactly. of their identity yeah Mm -hmm. And Eric, I mean, you you would, uh, uh, I'm sure, have similar feelings when it comes to pain-free. Mm -hmm. Of course, you can't, be not, you can't be everywhere, but it is still important to you what's happening in your organization. And what some dentists get wrong is they are controlling or they get too involved in processes that are actually then taking away from the most important things. Because for this theory that I'm applying to, to dental practices, I call it the buckets of responsibility. And... What I realized is that when we apply the 80-20 rule to this, that the 20% of things that dentists are doing, if you zoom out and look at it, it really does generate 80% of what's happening at the end of the day. Because without mm -hmm. the dentist, mm -hmm. without the continued education, without the good patient experience and the amazing work, there's no business. And the, the, the goal here is to see how we can free up this dentist's time to focus on that 20% rather than trying to focus on 100% and then being less effective at what they do. What do you see dentists, I'll say, spending their time on that they shouldn't be? There's a variety of things. When it comes, if we do the marketing bucket, it can be, I want to see every post before it goes out. I want mm -hmm. to go and edit mm -hmm. that caption because it's not exactly how I want to do it. And, and a wise man once told me, don't let perfect be the enemy of good. You, you can't mm -hmm. be involved in all of these small things, like what post went out, I don't like that picture of myself, or um, going well, the through not all liking the picture of myself is a funny one. Yeah. 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 So 
and then we can move into the other uh, avenue of I'm sitting there all the time going through every line of, of finances in the company when I could have somebody that's giving me a detailed report of we're spending too much here, we're doing this. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, then you have the call feedback at the front desk. Instead of having a team uh, like we have with Saskia and them actually giving reports, you're going listening to every single call on that thing because I want to know what's happening. And I'm not saying those things are bad. I, I get it. Sometimes it, you need to do someone those needs things. to do them. You, mm -hmm. Sometimes you need to do it to just get a pulse on it, but that's not what you need to be doing as the dentist. That's not your day to day. Everyone has a different line or bar that they're interested in. But on the first one, you know, around marketing specifically, like I, I don't, I don't look at the posts that Saskia and Sarah and other people do, you know, Katie do on our behalf. I don't, I don't line by line. Now I do have a vision of what my brand is. I do have a vision of what I want the company to be, and. I, I think that for me, my line is I'm going to articulate that vision of I want to be quirky. I want to be um, lighthearted. I don't want real corporate pushing. I, I, you know, we're a marketing co company that values culture. I want to talk about the team more than I want to talk about me. There are some guidelines that I've provided them, but like I, I'm not reviewing every post. Exactly. And I think it's very hard for business owners to separate our identity sometimes from the product. And, you know, I'm not my work. And I, I, I think you make some good points that dentists need to make sure they're prioritizing things, their, their time on the things that matter the most and that only they can do. So like doing, doing exams, um, I think that you should provide clear directions on your schedule, but I don't think you should be building your own schedule. I, I think that your marketing is something that you should provide a direction and set goals for, and then empower your team to make it happen. And actually, I feel that's where most people fall into the trap of either micromanagement or trying to do everything is that they've either not set clear expectations for their team to execute, or they just generally lack trust that their team is going to do it. No, and, mm. and that's a complicated one because either they've the team has earned the lack of trust or the dentist came into it with a lack of trust. Either way, mm -hmm. it's still a lack of trust. The thread that pulls through all of this, that makes all of this beautiful uh, process in the machine and your practice work, is communication. That is, yeah, that I don't, is what it I comes don't, down to. If you don't have trust in your team and communication, I don't know how you can delegate. What are these beautiful buckets you keep talking about? So the first bucket you just touched on, what are things that cannot happen and we can do a little thought experiment eric for a dentist if you were a dentist you've you've been in this game for for a while what what is in that first bucket that i literally cannot delegate this if i'm not involved with this my business will not succeed anything around patient care you know the patient experience i would say is very high the entire patient life cycle right well i i believe you're not your work i i i live in the real world and my business is an extension of my personality and my the ethos of me. So to me, the, the top bar of things that would not, you just can't see patients without the dentist. The right? dentist. So <laughs> yeah. I, I think the patient experience to me, how they're visited, the type of exam they have, how they're, how they're worked through hygiene. And, and I know you may not be cleaning teeth and you, you, you probably shouldn't be, but like that overall experience, how they're reappointed, how they're, the value you're putting on the appointment when you do reappoint them, I think all of those things need a heavy hand by the dentist. Mm. I think that, that'd be and the, the involvement. And then you can stretch out there to continued education, 
how am I improving myself in order to boost the production of this practice? Leadership what training, I think. Leadership you know, training, like that, yeah. how my hygiene schedule is backed up for six months. I need to look for an associate because this will be my right-hand uh, man or right-hand woman that will mm -hmm. be working with me. Those things are things that you know as a dentist. If you do not have involvement in this, um, things aren't going to work out. Mm -hmm. And that is, as I mentioned earlier, with the 80-20 rule, this first bucket, your high priority things, things that you cannot survive without, that's your 20% in the 80-20 uh, uh, theory. Those efforts is what, at the end of the day, that little production at the bottom, yes, all these other things are working with it. But if you don't have that first bucket down, your practice will not succeed. And that's where I want dentists to really focus on what do I have in my first bucket that I should be moving to my second bucket. And that brings us to the second one. Also important things, but this is where the delegation process starts. Eric, let's play a thought game. I want you to picture that you're a consultant, you're playing a bit more of an advisory role here. What are things in a dental practice that I can move to bucket number two that maybe I'm focused on way too much, but somebody else can be doing this for me and I can help in the process and be aware of things so that I can be better at what's happening in bucket one. Because again, these things build on each other. But what lives for you in that? It's important, but I can be taking a step back and delegating some of this. Some of it, again, not all, but I think anything HR related and and could be delegated. I think things like payroll. I think things like you know front desk training to me. Front pops desk up training there, pops up there, you know? right? Uh, anything finance related. And I know that that's a sticky one because fraud is so prevalent in the dental community and dental offices. But I, I think with proper checks and balances, I, th I think, you know, the bookkeeping, the deposits, the the things. Now, again, I'm not doing it just, you know, with my eyes closed. I'm I'm doing it to someone I trust, someone I value, and I, and I do have some checks and balances in place. But I think even things like room turnover and... Um, you know, schedules. And, and I think a dentist should set the goal of their production. And I think they, they should have a strong opinion in how they want the day to be structured. Mm -hmm. But, but I think once that schedule has been articulated, I do think they need to trust the person at the front desk exactly. to execute the schedule as best they can. And there's um, communication. That you're saying. And there's communication, right? I, I'm in mm -hmm. bucket one here. I have a vision for this practice, but I'm going to advise you in some way, like, this is what we're going for. This is what I want more of. This is the treatments that's important to me. I trust you to do this right for the practice. So you're still there, but I'm not going through, I'm not spending an hour, mm. Eric, in my morning going through this because then you're wasting time. And, and it's complicated when you talk about, I'll say, the tasks that are imminent that only I can do and the things that I care a great deal about but I don't need to do. It, it creates a level of conflict in me oftentimes because, you know, despite seemingly being easygoing about it, I do actually have a strong vision of what I want posts to be, mm. uh, you know, like, like social media posts or something like that. And there are posts that go out that I don't like. And I have had to learn to temper my feedback sometimes on it because there's a Harvard, you know, interesting thing done on these monkeys, right? And, you know, like, like the, and you know, they can go, you can go read about it, but it's basically like they, they associated project management with taking care of a monkey. And, <laughs> you know, so, it, it, so something simple like, hey, Ian, can I ask you a question? Um, I'm not going to move forward until I get, you know, I, I can't move forward until I get an answer mm. from you. Well, 
I'm actually giving you the monkey of my project. I noticed <laughs> that I was taking a bunch of people's monkeys and I was having this emotional like sort of heaviness of like the more that I would weigh in on these things, the more that people would then come and tell me that what they were going to do and ask for me for my permission before they would do it. Hmm. And that became emotionally exhausting to me because, but I realized that I was creating this, this, this loop because I was having a stronger opinion and then they didn't want to disappoint me. So then they started running things by me. And then the more they ran things by me, the more frustrated I got that they didn't get my vision. Hmm. The more they didn't get my vision, the more I started weighing in on it. And, and next thing you know, I'm responsible for all the posting that's happening. And, and that was very unfair to both and me and out. them. And then the next yeah, step is So insert any example that you just said, mm -hmm. example X, you just explained it perfectly. And that's that loop of, that's, I mean, that's but, what's but so it tough. It started with me. I, I, I do want to be yeah. clear because they were doing nothing wrong. I stylistically didn't like something. And that led to me feeling like I didn't trust them to execute my vision. Hmm. But he really, I, I just didn't like the picture of me, or I didn't like um, so, some some word choice. But it, but in in all honesty, I think that as business owners, we sometimes need to get over ourselves that your opinion is really not any more valuable than anyone else's. And just because you happen to like that picture a little bit more, it doesn't actually change the spirit of what's trying what's, to be accomplished. What's working? That's what's working. All, yeah, that's the only question mm -hmm. as a business owner you need to ask yourself: what's working? And that's where that over involvement question. You can get some clarity on that if you just go, okay, is it working? Great. I'm I'm gonna step back and yeah. And that's where communication again is is that thread of and one thing you touched on that Eric moves to the the third bucket, which is the social media one was a good example of when it comes to the post you do not need to be involved in that. You should not be posting the pictures. Just like outside a, of a, articulating your vision of I wanna be cute, funny, technology, whatever. Whatever vibe you want, I, I, I do think it's your exactly. identity. But once that's communicated, you need to let it go. But what you just explained again, we're back in bucket one, where it's your responsibility to have the quarterly meeting or the monthly meeting mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, say, guys, mm -hmm. this is my vision. You've done your part. If you have set the expectations, you have set the goals, you have explained the vision that we have for this business. And again, dentist, I'm speaking to you here too. If you have done that, you should not be living in bucket three now. Bucket three should be following what you have now said and and that 20 percent that you live in you've done your part and that's where you need to accept and not get involved in the weeds and mm -hmm. that uh, uh to continue on on what this theory is touching on bucket three the last one is things that you should not be involved in you are wasting company resources by spending time on these things you are wasting your own time you are hurting the business long term by being overly involved in this mr hubbard my mm. dentist where do you live when it comes to the bucket three? What what are some examples that you can think of? That's a tough one. I think it's going to be different for everyone in their journey. But okay. I, I think if you take our most of our practices that have a pretty healthy staff, um, they're 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 producing close to what they want. And, and, and so again, I, I'm not talking about startups. I'm not talking about people that have gone through some some maybe challenging time of something I'm talking about, you know, a normal health established businesses. Established yeah, business. yeah. Yeah. I, I think for me, when I think of that bucket that you need to delegate or or, you know, minimize your time, it's the daily huddle. I don't think the dentist should be leading the daily huddle. I, I think that that needs to be someone else preparing the schedule, talking about reviews, talking about what 
okay, Saskia's coming in. This is what we're going to say to her. This is how we're going to treat her. She, we, we know she has a couple of family members that aren't part of the practice. I, I, I think that that huddle should be, you know, kind of rotated around and a dentist should come in. For me, I look at things that are emotionally draining and I, I deal in more emotion than time, I think, around tasks that I shouldn't be doing. Mm. So for me, it's payroll. I know that sounds really silly, but like I, I pay someone to do payroll because I, I find it very emotionally draining. I don't like making sure the numbers are right and, and, and the various things. Just the overall maintenance and you know, ordering and supplies and stuff like that, I, I think is incredibly. Do we have enough of this? Do we have enough of do that? Do we have enough of that? Yeah. yeah. Now, I, I think I'm going to hold someone accountable when I, you know, go to grab some product that I don't have and, and I'm going to be frustrated. But I, I, I think I think those are things that can be developed systems around and trained with some time and energy. I'm surprised at how many dentists are low key scared of their staff. And they don't want to lose them. They don't want to go recruit because recruiting is incredibly painful. Especially uh, right now. Especially it's right incredibly now. difficult. And mm-hmm. it scares me sometimes to lose people, not because I'm I'm like scared of conflict with them, but like I don't want to lose them. And I, I think that that fear does a, a disservice in that if you're not setting clear expectations of these things. And I, so I think supply ordering, I think the cleanliness of the office, I think, you know, Ordering, you know, getting thank, someone thank out there to card, fix some sheets. Thank you, thank cards. You, cards the, you can sign reviews. again. You can sign it. You can sign mm-hmm. the card with love, but that takes you five seconds instead of I need to. I need to gather these things. I need to do these things. That person that's doing the stock take. Yes, in my version of events, they're at bucket three. In their version, that's their bucket one. That's why mm-hmm. you're here. I need you to do this job for me. For me, as a dentist, that's low, not low priority, but something that I should not be spending my time on. But then for that person who has the designated task of making sure things are stocked, that person needs to look at their own structure of buckets and what's important to them. So that's one thing I want dentists to also understand that you can do this exercise in your whole organization with your team members, and each person needs to figure out what their 20% is. So that when everyone is focusing on what is having the best impact for the practice, collectively, we're moving the practice forward. One of my favorite things to do when I think of tasks and emotional energy and things is, you know, I've never liked job titles. And I I think job titles and I think org charts are are limiting to me. and, And I think they drive some bad behavior. But I do like this idea of this accountability chart. And, you know, a good example of the accountability chart is like, it's not an org chart. Like, I don't report to Andre. But Andre is responsible for the business development of this organization. The podcast is some form of business development. So while I don't report to Andre, my product is accountable to his overall vision of business development. And I I like thinking in terms like that because it, it allows me to put people into positions that may otherwise uh, get crossways with the organizational chart. So like, in a traditional setting, the office manager or someone similar would be the person in charge of ordering supplies. But like, there may be a chairside assistant. There may be a hygienist that has the personality type, that has the cost savings that I want, that has the negotiation skills that I, I aspire to, that has like the, the attention to detail that's needed that would do that job incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And I, I've always enjoyed, you know, thinking outside the box on who should be doing what tasks and even around listening to phone calls where it, oh, it should be the office manager. 
okay, well, maybe the hygienist who is the one who's having the appointment cancellations or whatever, maybe she should be listening to phone calls and helping the front desk get better because she's seeing every patient that comes into the door. Like, I really encourage dentists to think as they as they contemplate tasks to delegate, not just don't think in terms of, you know, your organizational structure, think in terms of who really would be the best person for the job and then make it happen because that trust you generate and the expectation setting and, and making sure that the right people are in the right roles. I think that's incredibly powerful when it comes to task delegation. Um, mm. I, I, there are tasks that I'm simply not good at. My default setting is not that high on them. My my acuity level is not that high. And there are things that Stephanie does so much better than I do or that Sarah does so much better than I do because their attention to detail is killer. Uh, where, where, you know, mine is not that mine is not as high as theirs. And, and mm. it, it costs me some emotional energy or it, it takes me longer. I don't enjoy it as much where, you know, they, they, they tend to enjoy some of those tasks. And I, I really like thinking in terms of an accountability chart more than just, oh, this, this is my lead chair size. So she must do these tasks, or this is my office manager. So he must do those tasks. I, I think you should what look at the skill set of the human being. Is it working? Is this what's best for my business? That's mm -hmm. where those things essentially ties back. And I love that you're bringing up the, the accountability and responsibility rather than roles, because this again ties back into this entire system that we've been chatting about throughout this, throughout this podcast. Regardless of what role that person is in, if they are very effective at something, you can again as a dentist, in your bucket one when it comes to strategy and vision, it's your job to help delegate these people to do what is best for this business. But then for them, they need to figure out what they are super good at and what their most impactful is, and then figure out this process again for themselves. And as I mentioned, doing that over and over again, refining, does this work? Is this what's best for my practice or for my business? And if you keep asking these questions and apply this framework, you're definitely not going to move backwards. I can't, I can't guarantee forwards, but you're not moving backwards if you're applying this in a diligent way and always <laughs> thinking about what is best for my business and how can I and my employees apply themselves in their first buckets to make sure that we are moving forward. Yeah, so well said. And as always, you do such a lovely job at painting a good picture and that's your <laughs> bottom marketing for the day. Thank you, Eric. It's great being here.